So heavy mm-hmm. in such a small amount of time, mm-hmm. man. So, Jonathan, where can they uh, find more about you at? Um, Instagram, Too Tall Hall 7. That's T O O Tall. Last name is Hall, number seven. Uh, that's IG. Instagram, Jonathan Hall, J O N T E. Last name is Hall. Uh, I'm on Twitter a little bit, and that's Too Tall Hall 7 as well. That's yes, sure. Hey, man. Thanks for giving that out. We in the Save the Search Studio. Sure, man. Man. First, first episode of the season, baby. Let's get it, it y'all. Is that season two? Season three. 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 Season Ah, uh, um, humble beginnings. Um, I'm from Baltimore, born and raised. Um, I'm from Cologne Projects. That's a rough neighborhood in Baltimore. Uh, are y'all familiar with the Wire? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's where I was raised at, of course. Wow. Um, seen a lot at an early age. Uh, I was off of drugs, off the sell it, off the do it. Uh, I just, I just stayed focused, man. And basketball saved my life. You know, I had a lot of friends that that was into that fast lane. And I wasn't gonna pretend that I'm built like that, you know. So right. I stayed, I stayed on the court while I was in the house, you know. So um, yeah, man, I got my first basketball at the age of six. Mm. Took that ball wherever I went. Even gave my basketball names, <laughs> you know. I treated I treated that ball like a like a first girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? So um, and then after that, got nine years old. Uh, then I started playing organized basketball. Um, huh, growing up in Baltimore, you know, it's like. Like having that that peer pressure. You have friends that's in the streets, and then it's like you want to go there, but you don't because you know that you will end up either dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. And then you had a basketball a sport, you know. So I, I try to stay stay positive and uh stay on the stay on the on the straight path. 
you know, had good parents. I still got good parents. Um, they kept me and my brother off the streets. So, yeah, man, Baltimore's a rough, rough, rough city. It's, it's mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. You feel like uh, kind of a lot of people, they benefit of uh, having the gift of knowing their purpose at a young age. You feel like you knew your purpose at a young age? I did. I did. Um, when I first got the basketball, I knew I, knew I was going to do something with it. And, um, of course, I heard the naysayers mm-hmm. people tell me, why you want to do this? You're too small. I didn't hear all the small jokes in the book. Mm-hmm. And um, I had that vision as a, as a young kid. And when I got nine, when I started playing organized basketball, because at first I was just doing it on the street level. Mm-hmm. And then when I started playing on the whistle with the referees and two teams competing, it was just like, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do this. I love it. But even though I was small, I was smaller than the rest of the guys. But I said, I ain't going to let that bother me. I just got to work extra hard. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I was destined to play ball. It's crazy how much, how much, just what you said right there correlates to real life. Mm-hmm. You know, you have so many people telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that, because they don't see it for your life. Absolutely. And they can oftentimes discourage you from doing something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like you said, you got to grind it out, mm-hmm. work hard, and when... You know, the Bible talks about uh, without a vision, the people perish. And you will get lost in the sauce if you don't have a vision for your life. Mm-hmm. But when you have a vision, you have a guideline, a journey that you want to follow. Right. And you do what you got to do to stay on that path. And you said basketball saved your life. And that's often the story with a lot of hoopers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like either basketball or be in these streets. Mm-hmm. They done wrote movies about it, books about it. And it always don't work out with somebody sitting on the couch. Right. They pick the streets. And then basketball is done. Mm-hmm. So well, let me ask you a question. Um, me and myself, I know um, I'm a pretty small guy. Um, mm-hmm. When I was been growing up, everybody said the same thing about me. I was too small. Was there ever a point in time that you was like, maybe I am too small. Maybe I do want to quit. For That's a great question. Um, it was uh, when I was like, I'm going to say 12, 12 or 13. That's when I was just like, all right. I wasn't growing much. You know, my mom is 4'9", my dad is 5'3". Wow. So it's just like, i like, damn, maybe I need to just focus on something else, mm-hmm. right? But my mom said, look, Jante, look at me, look at your dad, look at your brother. We're not tall people. Just got to work your butt off and be great. And that that was my motivation, you know. And I grew up in a religious household, Christian, um, very firm believer of God. And I kept God first. My mom said, look, pray and just keep going. Have faith. Now, so question. How, how hard was the, the balance between, like you said, keeping God first, but at the same time, did you, did you play at a public school? Mm-hmm. So playing in public school, having the pressure of playing at a public school and having sports as your background, how hard was that, keeping the balance with that? Through God's grace, uh, my family was known around the hood, mm-hmm. so I had no problems. Yeah. Um, I was bullied verbally, but not physically, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in that environment with my uncle, you know, looking up to him, he played minor leagues, he had a couple of NBA tryouts. And that was like the person that like, really kept me striving, you know, even though everything was going on with the neighborhoods and stuff like that, hearing sirens everywhere. It was so easy to get distracted in Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy to get caught up. You know, you ain't even gotta ask for trouble, just find you. Yeah. You know, so that's why I just stayed out of the way. So um my uncle, my uncle was a was a big had a big impact on my life growing up. He was just like John Taylor, you do this, you can be great. Facts. Yeah, you know, so that was like my motivation growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so on two K, 
you got special abilities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Characteristics, you know what I mean, that makes you set you aside. Of a, you know what I mean? Of other players. Mm-hmm. We got one hooper on here. We got another hooper on here. We got a social hooper over here. I see the hooper. He likes. You know what I mean? He likes. But listen, bro. So, I watch bro play. I watch bro play. He he reminds me of a little bit of Steph Curry. Okay. Oh, you got that limit, limit, limitless range. I got the range. I don't know about range. I don't know about the range. Okay. So, so if, if you had a special, what's, what they call it, a special ability? A badge. A badge. It's a badge, it's a badge but it's also like when you hit the takeover, you get that signature, oh, yeah. signature yeah. ability. What would your signature ability be? Jeez. What would your signature ability be? I'm going to let you go first. Uh, only get one? Yeah, only okay. one. I'm going to say shooting. Mm-hmm. Because being small, you know, you can't go up in there with them trees. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have that range. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to say my shooting. Okay. Okay. Shoot. Now, I'll be honest. I'm going to say shooting the same, too, because um the reason why I was such a good shooter was because I knew I couldn't just force my way into the paint. Maybe, maybe the only thing I could do is give a little floater for real. Mm-hmm. But you ain't going to stop me shooting. That's, That's right. the one thing everybody on the court can do is shoot the ball. No mm-hmm. matter how tall you are, how small you are. So, shooting... You can't stop me shooting. It's over. Facts. It's over. Facts. Facts. I'm so straight. Let me hear Trey for real. I see playing against you. Wow. Oh, man. I can do a little bit of everything. Don't shot against you. Nah, I'll probably say, because I'll probably say I'm a slasher for real. I can get into the paint. I'm a, I'm a pretty big oh, dude. Man. So, you know what I mean? He ain't going to stop me. Cliff ain't going to stop me. JoJo. Oh, man. Might as well, you might, might as well call it quits. But the thing about me, I got I got a little bit of playmaker too. I like to see everybody else eat on the court as well. Okay. So I got that court vision. Leadership. Yeah, yeah, like I thought we said one. Because he definitely said so one. I'm talking about, okay, that's my special. So, Slash is my special ability. Okay, let's cut it there. But playmaking is one of my badges. So, what are your badges? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I would like to say, man, I like defense a lot. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's my thing. Defense so, my ball game. Exactly. Yeah. Defense, right. lockdown, defender. You get the uh, little lock clamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. But younger me. I like, like Kevin me, though. Kevin me. Tony Allen right there. I'm going to be on the bench coaching from the oh. side. <laughs> Exactly, Tony Allen. He from Chicago too. Just put that out there. Okay. Uh, uh, talk about Chicago. Anybody from Chicago? <laughs> you can't go, you can be nowhere near Chicago. Chicago. Chicago Tony Allen is from the I'm West Side. Saying, like, oh, he got that. He got a Chicago. He, 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 he got a Chicago face too. If that makes any sense. Or like his look. I don't know how to explain it. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I don't either. I, I, I feel like I should be offended. No, 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 no. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's you don't got it, right? It's, oh, you, got <laughs> it. you got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. I got a little something on that. Man. So, um, what happened? We played ball in middle school. Mm-hmm. What happened next? Next level. So, uh, I went to high school. I went to Carver High School in the city. Mm-hmm. Played all four years. Um, first year, of course, I was about what? 410, 411, wow, on a good day. And I was very slim. So I could have played varsity my first year, but I mean, I was kind of, kind of, I ain't had really no, no bulk on me. So I played JV, average about 11 a game, um, started and, you know, still hitting naysayers, still saying, well, John Tate, bam, man, you're too small. You're too small. So after practice, a team practice, I'll stay in the gym. And work on my jump shot, work on my speed, work on my footwork. So, um, yeah, and that was that. After the season, I got moved up to Boston, my 10th grade year. Played Boston, my 10th grade year. I ain't played, which I was okay with. Um, it was a bunch of juniors and seniors on the team. I was the only sophomore on the team. Wow. The smallest here, of course. Mm-hmm. 
And then that was a learning learning experience. I was about two points a game, maybe. And then uh, that's one thing. I keep it real. I keep it real, y'all. I don't, I don't gas up my transparency. Yeah, I like I it. it a lot of people Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep it 100. Well, four points. My, my senior year, well, I'm sorry, my junior year, I had to prove myself. Uh, I didn't start my the first half of the year. And then the coach was like, okay, John, take that game. So I started starting close to the year. I averaged about, what, nine to ten points a game. And then my, my senior year, I, I went off playing the whole game, average fifteen a game. Um, led the city in three point shooting. I was like top ten in assists, and from there I had the right colleges to come see me because nobody was recruiting. You know, smallest one, and um, I ain't get no no answer, no response. So then I walked on to a community college, Catonsville Community College. Mm-hmm. Walked on, averaged about four points a game. Did good. I see. I I didn't understand the coach's philosophy. Like he'll he'll play me one game. I average ten points. Come off the bench, ten points, and then I won't play the next game. So I'm like, yo, hold on. Is it me or? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaches like yeah, that. Yeah, like, there's a lot of coaches like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, man. Then after that, I had to drop out of school. I don't like to use the word drop out, but I have a sick mom. She has MS still mm-hmm. to this day, and I dropped out of school to work a regular job. Not for the easy gate, you know, went to the streets. But again, I, I'm not built like that. So why pretend? So I worked at a regular job, nine to five, seven hours an hour. And I didn't want to just leave my mom like that. So I took care of my mom. Put basketball on hold. So let me go back, man. Let me go back. You say no colleges was trying to recruit you. Can you remember how you felt oh, in that moment? Man. I felt horrible, man. I felt horrible, man. It was, it was just like a... A thorn in my heart, you know, it was just like, damn, I'm not wanting, but I'm doing my thing, you know, it's like, and that was one of my opportunities where I had doubts, you know, about if I should still pursue basketball. And um, I kept praying, you know, like I said, I'm very spiritual. I kept praying and, um, you know, I have to try to keep my faith. It was hard. Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit up and say it wasn't hard, you know, um, a lot of us get tested. And I think that was one of my tests, you know, having faith in God. It was tough, bro. It was tough. I can imagine, man. I mean, yeah. but like you said earlier, that's life, man. It's life. Uh, God will allow you to put yourself in a position just so he can show out. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He will allow you to have a moment where you like, what's going on? What's happening here? Yes. And then it kind of forces you to... I feel, like, I feel like it's all about having that mambo mentality. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like which is so I feel like you had that mambo mentality on the court as well as outside the court. Like you said, you quit playing basketball to take care of your mom. Mm-hmm. So it's all about having that mom mentality, that go get the mentality to take care of you, whatever needs to be taken care of at that point in time. Absolutely. Uh, for myself, I know Kobe Bryant was my favorite player all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Michael Jordan, LeBron James. He was my favorite player. Um, when he passed, I know a lot of people. I hear a lot. They said, you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But I know myself when when Kobe Bryant passed away. But well, it's about been like about two years. Two mm-hmm. years. Oh, yeah. uh, how did that make you feel? Where was you at at that point in time in your life? Um, that was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in a depressing um, state of mind. Man, mm-hmm. I was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was going through a lot. I was stressful. Anxiety was two through the roof. 
Mental health is very important. Very, very, nice. very important. A lot of people don't take it serious, but it's very, very, very important. Um, I went from, and we'll get to this, I went from the road riders to like working backwards, nine to five. Not saying nothing wrong with it, but when you reach a certain status in life, you know, you're used to that. I did it for 10 years of my life. So I was used to on the go. So when all that changed, I went through a meltdown, man. I went through a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I didn't know who I was. You know, I, I forgot what I accomplished, you know, and I was, I was depressed. And I was very sad when Kobe lost his life, man, you know, because he was still young. And I saw his potential of doing other things mm-hmm. off the court, you yeah. know. Not awesome. just about basketball, he was supporting the WBA and all that good stuff. And I was, I was devastated. So I hear, I hear Harlem Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I think, I think a couple people that's watching this right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Is is missing that? He was a former Harlem Globetrotter. Yes. Yes. Uh, what was your experience like being a Harlem Globetrotter? What is being a Harlem Globetrotter mean to you? Oh man, um, I did it for ten years. I traveled to fifty-seven countries, all fifty states. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I'm the first shortest in history to have a door. So, growing up, my height was a curse. Like you're saying, oh, that was like my worst thing about about me to them, to other people. Yeah, it's not a curse to us. Yeah, it's exactly. not a curse to us. I mean, I embrace it even mm-hmm. even back then. And um, to like be with this world famous team, you know, um, we've been around since 1926. Mm. You know, and it's like a culture thing, like um, African Americans. So um, a guy took five African Americans. Everybody think we was founded in New York, or we wasn't. We was founded in Chicago, Illinois, mm-hmm. and he had a gold mine. So um, I know. So, I so in the forties, in the forties, um, the Harlem Renaissance mm-hmm. was was popular, and um, he put Harlem um, and to our name, and then he put Globetrotters because he wanted everybody to think we traveled the globe, but we really didn't at the time. So. That's, that's Shout out to Vision. Yeah, yeah, Vision. Abe Cyberstein. Abe Cyberstein. Yeah. So um yeah, man, it, it was it was amazing, man. Get an opportunity to travel, putting smiles on people's faces of all ages, and just do what I do, man. Mm-hmm. Man, so how did you get the name? Too tall. Yeah. The Globetrotters gave me that name and they own that name. Um so in 2011, when I got on the team, they had a guy that was 70. Mm, his name his name was Tiny and I was too tall so it was like pretty much the gimmick it was pretty much the gimmick so um, and I still had to prove myself even though it was like tall guy small guy it wasn't no game with me I had to really prove myself mm. you know mm. but before I got with the Globetrotters I played with the Generals mm. the Globetrotters yeah. opponents the guys yeah. that were the green I always lose Washington I, yep Washington Generals and I did that for a year and a half and the Globetrotters like me said look you need to come with us you tan us up too much. <laughs> so they got some dryers. Yeah, bro. Can't feel Yeah. So let me ask you a question. How, how real is that? Is it with games? See, I get that question a lot. How real is it? I'm like, I feel like it gets real in the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. So everybody thinks it's about tricks. You got to be great basketball players first. Mm-hmm. The tricks come last and the entertainment come last. You can be taught how to entertain, you know, or whatever. But it's like guys that played in the NBA. Like we got a guy on the team now. He played with Michael Jordan in '94. He's still playing with the Globetrotters. He's yeah. almost fifty. So yeah, man. So we have some of the best athletes. And answer your question, both teams compete, but it's some parts of the game where it's entertainment for the fans. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, 
there's both teams competing. They throw the entertainment in. It's, it's kind of hard to, I can't imagine playing for real, for real, but then yeah. doing the tricks that y'all are doing in the yeah. That's yeah. talent. That's right. That's right. That's so we talent. practice. We have an annual training camp. That's like the worst part of the road tries. To me, <laughs> training camp, two a day, we in the gym from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 at night, mm-hmm. every day for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest part, man. And it's like, you got meetings, you got stuff like this. They prep you to do interviews and stuff like that, which is understandable. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's it was a great experience. So you you talk about how you've been, you was with the Harlem Globetrotters for 10 years. Mm-hmm. What was the climax in your life that made you step away from having that position of being too tall to being John T. Hall? Mm-hmm. Give me some money. I like that. I like how you worded that. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like That's a great question. Yeah, that was great. So for two years of my, the, the last two years of my career, I, I didn't retire. I just stepped away. I just resigned. Um, I felt God pulling me. Mm-hmm. I felt God pulling me. I felt him saying, Jonte, what else to prove? You travel the world, all 50 states, 57 countries. What else do you have to prove? First shoulders in history. Our youth need you. So I stepped away. And I had everything planned, right? right. That's before I went through that depression, that depression mode. I had everything planned. I teamed up with this guy. I supposed to have been one of his speakers. I don't see no names, but it didn't go good, man. I had everything planned when I re- when I resigned. But anyway, um, to answer your question, uh, it feel amazing to like, I almost feel like I'm starting over, but not. I got a household name now. You yes, know, sir. I got a platform yes, sir. where I could go anywhere. People know. Mm-hmm. Just mention blow drop, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't use Tuto. I use my own brand. I wish I had on some gear. Mm-hmm. But Jonte, not so small. That's my name that I own. And I'm loving it, man. I'm loving the journey. I'm loving it to be able to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. My company's LLC. I own it, and to be able to like do my own thing, and it's a blessing. And that's how that's how God works. He will put you in a position to where He elevates you in order so you can help elevate mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Now, like imagine you might not be able to do the stuff you're doing now. You would have never went through that depression. Absolutely, never went through the globe charts. Never went through all the ridicule of being smaller. And now you have a testimony. Mm-hmm. You can't get a testimony without it. Right. Right. You know, bro, that's amazing that you said that because I didn't I didn't get it then. I just saw it that a lot of stuff came up my way. I planned everything out, but you go through things for your mm-hmm. story. We we always say in church, like your testimony is just not for testimony. you. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's for other people to hear and God forget the edification through your testimony. In fact, he'll, he'll let you be put in place where nobody else can pull you out of this. Amen. Except God. But I said last Sunday, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he was up there preaching, boy. Yeah, I said that's how I feel sometimes. But, like, I know for myself, because I write music sometimes, a lot of times. And sometimes when God's giving you the words to these lyrics, you just do not get what he's trying to say. And I'm like, man, this don't have nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. God, what are you doing? So then you look back, and I know, like, Cause I wrote this song like three years ago. This is when I was still hooping. And now when I listened to the words that I was saying, I was like, 
this is where you try and take me. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times, he's giving you something, but it just ain't that time yet. It's not that season. It's, it's not that. It's not mm-hmm. that season. It's not. It's, not it's like basketball. You gotta work to you get to that season. Sh- that yeah. senior year when it's time to show out. All decade, creature. All decade. That's all decade. That's why they gave you that name. Yeah. All decade. Yeah. That's all decade. Yeah. That's all decade. Welcome back to our first episode of season three. We're still really excited to be here. We still got in the studio with Mr. John Tay Hall. Yes, hey, sir. Sir. hey, so if you just joined us, we can talk to John Tay about, about twenty minutes now. Mm-hmm. But we still got some more information to get out. Yes, sir. Try to give me your Instagram and whatnot again. Two Tall Hall Seven. That's T O O Tall Hall Number Seven. How about your boy? Make sure y'all check him out on IG and all social media platforms, man. And again, thank you for joining us in the studio down here. New Save and Such Studio for mm-hmm. season three. Mm-hmm. Three. Yes, sir. Three. Hey, everybody put the threes. I know everybody put the threes. Hello. We're getting background threes over here. I know, right? Hello. Man, again, thanks for joining us, man. We're really excited that you're here, man. So far, you've been giving us some great insight on your life and who you are and how God has transitioned you from place to place, man. So, Trey, you said you had a question for me. Yes, sir, man. In the Bible, it says there's a time for tears and there's a time for laughter, man. When I first met you, John T. Hiller, man, I met you at an open mic. You was being a a comedian that night, man, making everybody in the room laugh. What was your experience being a comedian that night, man? Um, I was nervous. Um, So, my teammates used to tell me that, John T., you need to be a comedian. Like, I, I heard that in the locker rooms. Uh, prior to that, growing up, they like, you need to be a comedian. But my, of course, my love was basketball. It's still basketball. Um, I was nervous, bro. Um, it was just like, wow, okay. I, that was different for me, you know, as far as like being on the court with the Globetrotters, like you have a whole team that's entertained. So it's like, it's just you and the rest of the people. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh boy. So I was, it was, it was nerve wracking, man. It was nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So how, how does basketball correlate to stand up? Like, how is it um, the same and how is it different? Um, well, with the glow trials, because it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it fit, it fit, fit right in. Because it's timing. Mm-hmm. And then stand up is timing. You know, you got to have your punchline, you got to have something that, that lead up to that. So it's, everything is timing. It's like the glow trials. When we entertain, it's timing. That's good stuff, man. I know, I know you uh, mentioned earlier in the interview that you was real spiritual. Mm-hmm. So just give us, like, a background on that outside of like um, as a grown up mm-hmm. I know like growing up in a spiritual household okay, you kind of living on your parents prayers mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. but then when you get out there on your own real world like, different you're on your own yeah. and you gotta learn how to pray through situations Absolutely. so just tell us how, how your relationship with God it's I, I, mm, I me stunned a little bit <laughs> well growing up my mom uh, my dad very very spiritual um, my dad wasn't always spiritual, you know, he was, you know, he was a drug user and he got his life together, man, he got saved. And, um, that kind of inspired me to like walk in those footsteps to get, not the high part, but you know, just, to, <laughs> <laughs> just, just God, you know, just God, just believing in God and praying and stuff like that. Um, and I learned how to have faith at an early age, you know, even though, you know, I didn't grow up in a house. I grew up in the projects, and that was like faith. Like my my faith was tested back then. Sending the projects, been in the projects, sent a lot. It was just like, damn, 
I don't think you can have his faith, you know, mm-hmm. and prayers, mm-hmm. you know, that God gets you out of that. God keep you safe away from, you know, the danger that's out there, you know. So now it's, it's like you said, it's different because you're on your own. It's like, damn, my mom's not with me right now. She don't live with me, of course. It's like, okay, I learned a good prayer. Now I just speak to God like I'm talking to y'all. Mm-hmm. So back then it was different. You said our father trying to have that prayer, look, the Lord's prayer. And now it's just like, you got to pray for like bills. You got to pray for help. You got to pray for this. You got to pray for that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's different, man. It, it, it's, it's so different. It's so different. You know, my faith has been tested a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot better on my own. That's an adult. That's amazing, bro. So on this podcast, our, our podcast name is Save and Such. Mm-hmm. What does Save and Such mean to you, man? Save and Such. Um, it's a, it, it, it means a lot, and that's a good title. I love it. It means a lot, man, because I feel <laughs> like... Oh, you came up with it? Yeah. Okay. Big yeah. Dog, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like it. Save and Such. I like that. That's a lot of definition behind that. Um... I think, I think where, what God led me to, right? If I would have got that fame at an early age, like 22, 23, 25, I think I lost myself. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. You see, you don't see how God is working right then and there. Mm-hmm. He just building, building. And I got with the generals. It was like a building. Okay, I want you to get used to the world. I want you to get used to this, seeing this, what to expect. And um, I'm glad I was saved. You know, I'm glad I knew the right right from wrong. I'm glad I didn't settle for, you know, for less. Because in that industry, it could be wicked. You know, you might see some things like, dang. You know, if I want a strong mind, I, I'll follow that. But through God's grace, I'm glad he allowed me to get it at 28 years old. Mm. You know, I said it at 22. Because when you, if you're young and into that, well, not into that. If you see that, if you're exposed to it, you can go, you can fall victim to that stuff. That was a lot. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad I was, I was spiritually strong. Mm-hmm. Put it like that. Battle tested. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 You get tested, man. You get tested in every mm-hmm. level of that success. That's right. You get tested. It happens so much with cats these days. Yeah. You see cats that come from college. You're 21, 19, 21 years old. You become a millionaire overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, I, I don't want it that quick, <clears throat> right? You know, when it when it when, when when you get rich quick like that, you don't appreciate it. Yeah, and you never know what that person had to do to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I'd rather get it on God's time. Sometimes God's time can be like years from now, mm-hmm. but I want it. I wanted that at that time. That's crazy as you say that because in my head I'm thinking about climax, climax, climax. Um, as far as your lifetime, man, like you say, you knew God as, as a young at a young age. You had a relationship with God. I know things can happen where it touches your faith, or right? things can change, and you might stray away from God. What was the climax in your life? And what age were you at where you realized, well, God is still here. Let me change my life around. Recently, mm-hmm. when I, when, recently when I uh, I met Brother Sharon, mm-hmm. and Brother Sharon, like my spirit was hitting. Self-destruction, man. Like I was telling y'all earlier in the show that I went through a point in my life where I was drinking. I was drinking from sunlight to sundown. A lot of people are not going to admit that. Mm-hmm. You know, they ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. I keep it 100. You know, I told you that from the jump. Um, I was drinking from sunlight to sundown. Um, I lost track of who I was. You know, um, broken promises. Um, 
right after the Global Trials, I was washing dishes at my favorite restaurant in Joppa Town. So my faith has been tested a lot. And it's been a time where I was just like, I was like damn, my parent, am I praying right? You know, I was just like questioning myself, questioning how I was going to God, if God was real. You know, I, it was like that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Real life can hit you hard. And um, I snapped back. Brother Sharon, talking to him, he prophesied. He told me everything. It made me cry. I got emotional in front of him. I said, wow. And he told me, I ain't gonna get into detail of everything he told me, but he told me, you gotta pray to God. I said, but I prayed to him. He was mean, I gotta cry out to God. There's a difference. And right there, this like almost two years ago, that changed my life. That's when I turned all over. Cause I felt like God wasn't listening to me. So. Shout out to Big Sean. Yeah, shout out to the podcast soon, man. Yeah, man. Like, shout out to Big Cuz. Yeah, yeah, Big Cuz. Yeah. I, I think some of you said was very important. I think people often think they got to be like these perfect Christians. Yeah. And they think it's not like at some point, a lot of people doubt God. Absolutely. Like, like you can't be watching or listening if you allow all this stuff to happen to you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, it was meant to build you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to build the foundation of who you're going to be. I'm going to tell you something, not to cut you off, but the devil can whisper in your ear too. Big facts. Oh, yeah. You know, whisper in your ear a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. And he, he whispers through things. Yeah, people. Through people. Yeah. Stuff you watch, stuff you yeah. sing. Yeah. I mean, the devil constantly, we, we talked about this on the show in season two, I think, or one. Go make a watch. Uh, how the devil will test you where you're weak at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember, like, like you mentioned about the drinking. I was living in Cali, and I'm like, you know, it's Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm fading, and I got to go to work. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, what what's happening? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. And then I had, just like you, had one of the moments where, like, what, Cliff, what's going on? Yeah. You had to start talking to the third person. Yeah. What are you doing here? Then I had my son, you know, I was just like, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this, and I got a son. That's how depressed, frustrated I was, man. Mm-hmm. I was I was going through spiritual warfare. And just to talk about it now and vent to y'all, it's like I was put in that situation for a reason to build up my story. And so people that go like a lot of people go like go through this mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to like talk about it and and hopefully inspire. You know, not to give up on that dream. So I'm not proud that I went through that, but I, I, I'm appreciating the the grind that I had to go through to get to one man. It's the thing about kids, man. I know for myself, I got two kids, or two daughters, three year old, as well as a one year old. Um, Kids get brought into this and into the world at such a valuable time sometimes. Like the time that you're at your lowest. I know for myself, like my dad had passed away in 2018. My oldest, oh good, bro. Um, it's part of life, but like my 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 dad was uh he lost his life in 2018. Um, in June, um the next month afterwards, literally two weeks after his funeral, my daughter, my oldest daughter was born. Mm. So it was like literally like I went from being deep into depression into a, a dark place, not knowing where I was going to go at next, to bringing into a light to where I had to take care of my daughter and be a father. You know what I mean? So it's like for kids, it's like they literally bring a light to you that they know nothing about. Yeah. 
but for you, it's, it's, it's so special to you. I know you're going to test to that as well. Perfect. Mm-hmm. On the marathon side. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't have no kids. 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 Don't Luckily, I'm sure. Yeah, that's different. Okay, Johnson, before we get out of here, man. So, can you give us what you're up to now as far as with the children and whatnot? Um, I didn't mention my website. I have a website. I have my own uh, merchandise. Jontay Hall at KenCustoms.com. Ken, K I N. Go check that out. Yeah, I got shoes. I'm mad I ain't went no gear today. Merch five, too. yeah. Thank you, merch five. Thank we did a photo shoot together, man. Merch five. So I got hoodies. Uh, more merch coming. I got um, kids T-shirts. I got hoodies. I got leggings for the ladies. Um, yes, that's it so far. Shout out to the ladies. Yep. And um, yes, yes, yes. So um, I'm an author now. I'm an author. I co-authored three or four books now. Tough. Yep. I'm a co-author. Where do you find the books at? Um. Is that Amazon? Amazon. Amazon. I got one book called Spiritual Fitness Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yes. Very deep. Mm-hmm. Very deep. Mm-hmm. I, like I think that. I'm in chapter eight on that one. Then I have a book called Keep Smiling, and I got two others that's that's coming out soon. That's crazy. Yeah. And of course, I got the motivational speaking. I'm an actor now. I just did a commercial in LA. I can't talk about it. But um, it's going to be dope. It's going to be huge. Um, yes, it's going to be huge. Super Bowl. So um, let me ask you a question bro, before before you head out of here. So was it the bait? <laughs> Looking at oh my god! I mean, you off the screen right now. Okay, okay. Yes. let's see, my boy Rico yeah. over there. Um, who was your favorite basketball player of all time? What favorite and greatest? Oh boy, those are two different questions. Two different questions. Uh, okay. My area, I'm gonna have to go with MJ, Michael Jordan. Um, I, I love what he did. I think he changed the culture of the game. He did. Yeah. Uh, you know, for his for style and everything. Um, Kobe, God bless his soul. And I'm going with my man King James. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Steph Curry. Yes, sir. They, those guys are doing, they they changing the game. You got Steph Curry pulling up from half court. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, like it's a layup. I, I don't know if y'all ever been on the NBA court. Have y'all? No. no, no. Bro. No. It is huge. It is huge. Bro, the half court is like a full court, like almost full court, like a high school court, bro. When I see with the Globe Trials, we, we played on NBA arenas, right? So my first year, I didn't want to shoot from three because I, I I never shot an NBA three-pointer before. But as I got comfortable with it, I'm shooting a four-point shot. We got a four-point shot with the Globe Trials. That's 35 feet away from the basket. And um, to get back to the question, but those are guys that's really changing the game. Mm-hmm. Steph, LeBron, MJ, Kobe. Yeah, they they my five, 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 four, five. Give us one up and coming we should watch. Oh, Each. oh man. Good question. That's, that's a great question. question. It's not Cliff Anderson either. Yeah, hey, after that was my summer, he did. Y'all y'all probably know this guy, of course. He's from here. Um Quickly, oh man! Oh, 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 oh. I like these. Shout out to Emmanuel Quickly. Shout out to the Knicks. I'm a big fan, bro. Um, shout out to the Knicks. Who else? We gotta have him on the show soon. That's that nine time. Yeah, sure. I don't know about that. Um, don't. I don't know about that. 
I like my man Tucker too with the Lakers. Oh, yeah. he's gonna be a dog. Yeah. He's injured right now. He's injured. Yep. But listen, late show. Shout out to my guy. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. And that's pretty much it, man. So, that's sure. pretty much it. So I think soon we want to uh, set up an Instagram live with uh, mm-hmm. JoJo. JoJo might have to come out of retirement. <laughs> Against Dante. Saying like they came to his house, and they was when he was meant the prophet was meant to anoint the king, and he came after Saul. And they kept saying David was too small, too young, too inexperienced, too this, too that, and it turned out to be one of the greatest kings of all time. The man killed Goliath. He killed a a lion and a bear with his hands. Wow! To the Bible. King that's David. the whole story wow. of mine. Yeah, King David. That's, that's, man, I got peace and love, man. I appreciate that, man. All the tribes of Jerusalem. That's big. That's big. Right. And um, so we got to wrap up, man, again. Jonathan, thanks for joining us, bro. Hey, bro, can I leave this quote? Oh, of course. I live by this quote every day of my life. As long as your heart stands tall, you're not so small. Oh, I see Ooh. what you did. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. That's good. That's, my that's you? That's me. That's oh, that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. So, man, uh, again, thanks for joining us, man. Give out your Instagrams one more time. Tuto Hall 7. That's my Instagram, Facebook. It's Jonte Hall. I got my merchandise, Jonte Hall King Customs.com. I'll let you boy. That was a great interview, man. Trey, you want to do it on our socials? My social? Our social. I'll be still on Instagram, Mr. TCS Photography. And you can follow us on all. Uh, social media platforms at Saved and Such, that's S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H and all major platforms for podcasts at Saved and Such. Right? Make sure you follow our YouTube page. Mm-hmm. That's also at Saved and Such. That's mm-hmm. S-A-V-E-D, the letter N, S-U-C-H, man. I'm Cliff Anderson. Yo, yo, it's your boy Poppy Stu. That's all that ain't showing the bill. All that ain't And again, thank you to our guest, Mr. Uh-huh. John Taylor. Mr. John Hey, make sure y'all stay excited for season three. We'll be back for episode two real soon. Mm-hmm. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. I like you, boy. Save and such. We're safe and such. You don't even know the half because we're safe and such.